0: Previously, on Diceweave.
1: We committed several crimes. We got magic records.
0: It would seem that these records are a means of consuming spiral dust.
2: Then I suppose a human trial should go on next. I'll do it. I can use adjectives.
0: You recognize the song, and you start to get impressions of trees, a huge moon in the sky, You see visions of candy canes, sugar plums, a hearth, and you see a rusted merry-go-round. It seems that the music can guide the visions that can eventually lead to translation.
2: Do you think there's any way for us to use these two's experience to guide us?
0: It may be possible.
1: You wanna watch the Big Lebowski?
2: The credits roll on *The Big Lebowski*. We are in Nav's apartment.
1: Ah, still a good movie.
3: You know, there are a lot of movies that are like considered national treasures and classics and shit. If this isn't on everyone's list of those, uh, they, I, I don't really know what they're thinking then. How
4: would I never seen that before? This, that was actual art. I, I don't know, yeah. Be-
3: exactly.
4: Museums generally haven't done much for me. Why don't they just fill them with this instead? Okay, no, I—that's that—that's not true. Like the history ones are interesting, and there's like art and history. But you know, I stand by my statement. There should be there should be a museum dedicated to this masterpiece of our generation. How is, Why did nobody show me this as a child?
2: Well,
1: <laughs> well, the language and sexual content might be part of it.
2: I'm not sure you would have been mature enough to understand the philosophical concepts of nihilism, either.
4: Yeah, I guess that would do it.
2: Waterboarding's
3: also typically not considered safe to, uh, safe for children to see.
0: Is there waterboarding in that movie? <laughs> huh.
3: God, with that, it comes up every fucking episode. Out of character, the only part of the movie I've ever actually seen is the clip of just, like, repeatedly shoving Lebowski's head in the water, just like, where's the money, Lebowski? Because there's this fucking meme of
2: it, of a baby getting baptized to that audio. <laughs> we have to stop talking about The Big Lebowski, because only two of us have seen the movie. <laughs> Anyways, we are finished watching The Big Lebowski. So, how is everybody's sobriety levels? I'm feeling decent, at
3: least. I want the
0: two of you, actually, to make a roll.
2: Sobriety roll!
0: I want you each to make a level two might roll.
3: We're just doing this straight.
2: I want to see what happens I see here. You might be sober, and you might not. That is a 19. <laughs>
4: Damn. Well, uh, Bell's completely shook it off.
3: Iron liver. Oh, just like my daddy's. <clears throat>
1: Uh, that is a nine. <laughs> okay, that, that's enough for both
0: of you. You have definitely shaken off the effects of Spiral Dust. This was not actually a roll for that. Um, This was actually more of a roll for how you are feeling about it in general. Damn, it's that addictive? Bell, with your 19 uh, minor effect... You're, you're good. You've shaken it off. You don't feel any lingering effects of, like, wanting to go back for it. It was a weird thing. You might have an opinion on it, but it's about the effects themselves, not... You are not feeling an urge to take it again. Colin, you've also shaken it off. You could go for it again, but it's not urgent. It's like, hmm, yeah, but... Nah, it's it's fine. So you are you are not hooked on spiral dust. Congrats. Uh, seems that the record output certainly lowers the chances of that.
3: Damn. Yeah. That that's about as uh. I, definitely a better just general experience than that time I did cocaine. But about the same. Like. I'm sorry. About what? The same, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's about as addictive. I'd say. I, I feel pretty good though. I feel solid.
1: I mean, I could go for another round, but uh, it's not a pressing need to have it, so I think that's a good sign. Excellent. You're both banned from life. Not from life, for life.
3: Why? What the fuck?
1: You're not my mom. (laughs) Ha! Can I call your mom? You don't know who my mom is, so there. Can you tell me who your mom is? I don't want to. (laughs) <laughs> fine
2: uh it seems to me that if everybody's of their right mind it might be time to attempt to get to where we've all been looking for yeah i feel solid let's go works for me all right lexi where do we gotta go to trans date all
0: right so translation there are basically a few aspects to this one is probably telling someone where you're going which you don't have to have a scene for but you know letting someone know like hey you're going to translate otherwise you're going to want a quiet room
4: probably going to want to at least inform our boss
2: yeah maybe we should tell tell everybody just because the last time we went somewhere it took a while to get us back you know
3: It was a bit of a process, yeah. Probably should uh, update, update, maybe, maybe, Theo? What time is it? Fuck,
4: shit. How long does this generally take? Do we need, like, provisions? I I could go get snacks.
0: It's probably around three, three, maybe, maybe, maybe maybe around four, you know, somewhere in the mid-afternoon. And as far as snacks go, you're not going to be able to bring snacks with you. (laughs) <laughs> but if you want to eat snacks before you go, that's another thing.
4: Oh, right. Yeah, because uh, so wait, I, th- I thought things get uh, translated like you could keep items, but they, you know, change like I like I'll keep my cipher, but it'll change form. Does, does that only apply to stuff like ciphers and everything else just you
0: lose? Everything else goes into abeyance. Under normal circumstances, cyphers are the only thing that translate with you. Anything else disappears unless it is a powerful artifact in which case it will usually like drop to the ground. It kind of depends on the artifact in question though. Some of them will simply disappear with your body. Got it.
4: Um I had forgotten that little bit of lore. Thank you for the thank you for the crash course.
0: Yeah, you just got you just learned all of this stuff in the last like 2 weeks, so it should be fresh in your mind.
4: <laughs> oh right, yeah. No, never mind.
0: Can't do snacks. Uh,
4: well, I, I can. Get, I can do snacks for now. I mean, maybe we need to eat. Uh, I mean, I assume we'll get hungry while we're there. Uh, how long? How long do we think this will? Well, whatever. Always good to be prepared.
0: Something also to be aware of is translating again within twenty four hours becomes more difficult for each person involved in the translation.
3: We haven't translated recently, though. So. Right,
0: but translating back within twenty-four hours—that
3: would
1: be—it
0: is definitely a thing that would still be possible. But there may be repercussions, such as feeling out of it when you get back or landing in places that you don't, no, you wouldn't expect. But it, it's probably fine. That's for future you. Well, I certainly
4: don't feel any sense of foreboding. Let's do this.
1: I think this will go great.
2: Got a great feeling on this.
1: Anything you want to
0: do before you leave?
2: Uh, Nav is going to want to tell Dr. Hassan what what the plan is, and probably Theo, but I don't know if
0: uh, Theo's going to want to see
2: Nav at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go
4: find
0: the janitor. I forget his name. Okay. The custodian custodian, is typically what what he's referred to as, but Michael O'Connor is his name. If you want to leave a, an update, like a report update on Theo's desk or with his assistant, that will serve well enough for telling him where you're going unless you actively want to talk to him.
2: I think I think we can just leave, leave notes and whatnot for everybody necessary. I just want to make sure that that gets stated.
0: Cool. You have let Dr. Hassan know where you're going and you have left a note on metaphorically on... Theo, administrator Theo's desk of where you're going, or at least what you were intending to do. And then, Pete, you want to find the custodian? I do. Okay. You wander out into the uh, halls of the Casaloma State facility, and you find your way into some of the back rooms with more of the mechanical machinery, boilers, and whatnot, and there he is, just kind of cleaning one of the pipes with a rag. And he turns his bald and eyebrowless face towards you and stares. Uh, hey, uh,
4: you did a real good job with the resin cleaning. Sorry I wasn't around to help with that like I was supposed to. I think my job has changed a bit. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Speaking of, and I'm going to take out. My, uh, container and bristle brush. Uh, did... Are you gonna need these back? I mean, I, I really appreciated the gift. I couldn't really figure out how to use them. As far as I can tell, there hasn't been much to clean, but, uh...
0: Have you completed your mission?
4: Uh, the spiral dust thing, right? I'm uh, not... Not quite, we're... Just about done, I th- I hope. We've figured out why people are disappearing, and we have think we are about to track the person back to the lair, or wherever these people hang out. I'm very new to all this, to people of lairs, but I hope it's a lair. That would be cool. But yeah, almost. Uh, Why? Why do you ask?
0: Return them when you have finished your mission, as stated when I gave them to you. Uh, okay,
4: right, forgot about that. Sorry, been a long couple of weeks. Well, thank you so much for the help, and... It's
0: been a fucking day. <laughs> it's been a long...
2: I think it's been a couple days since
0: that. This this last... that Yesterday was, like, three months for us.
4: <laughs> in, in my defense, I thought that he... I forgot at which point in the timeline he actually gave me the things, because there was a time skip, but... Uh, I, it happened after that, right?
0: It was right at the beginning of this investigation. Right.
4: All right, well, uh sounds good. I will definitely use him well. And he's going to leave and just kind of staring at them, because at first he wasn't sure if, like, Pete definitely took him at complete face value of, maybe I'm just going to be doing custodian work elsewhere, but like, but this seems purposeful now.
0: He does not blink as you leave the room. He continues to rub this pipe, and even as you kind of get behind him, his head is, his head, neck is like craning around to just watch you <laughs> until he is out of sight.
4: At this point, Pete's just gonna walk around like
0: squinting at this
4: <laughs> Tupperware container <laughs>
0: with the fresh
4: inside. The boy is slow, but now he is suspicious. <laughs> slow to pick up on
0: things. It looks like a roughly bagel-sized Tupperware, you know, plastic food container.
4: Alright. Um could he talk to could he take this to Dr. Hassan? Is that something he could do? Sure, All right, if um, you
0: want to waste her time.
4: <laughs> no, well, that's that, that's fair. I guess he probably. But
0: also, y- maybe you could. You certainly could.
4: Uh, well, I don't want to throw off the plot even more than it has been. I want to get to the, the the good story. So I guess you'll just ponder on that for a bit. I was hoping that. Mr. Custodian would maybe be a bit less cryptic, but now I just have further questions. <laughs> Alright, well, that's my business done.
0: Anybody else? Anything? Alright. I t- I assume you want to translate now.
4: Let's do it. Yeah. So um Pete is just gonna continue to hold the topware container. He's just
0: carrying it now. <laughs> okay.
4: He has a backpack, he's just hold he'll just be holding it.
0: The four of you meet up in a room. Uh, where do you want to be? you could you could do this in Nav's room if you wanted to but you could also do it in a more sparse room or comfy you know wherever you want to be.
2: If we can keep work in my personal life a little bit more separate, I might appreciate it.
3: I assume there's got to be some space around here reserved for this sort of thing. I mean come on we're not the only people who do this. shit.
0: yeah I think there can actually be a room that's like padded it's got some bean bags and whatnot. And it's basically just a, a small, probably used to be a closet, uh, one of the larger closets, that's been converted to being just a soft, relaxing room. The translation room. Exactly. So y'all can go end up in there. And some of you have translated before in a translation trance. So whoever that is can kind of walk people through, but obviously none of you have played, have done this before. So the four of you get comfortable in a circle or a square, really either Colin or bell will need to initiate this trance because only the two of you have seen it, have, have seen the recursion that you're going to normally a paradox would initiate because they are better at initiation, but they don't know where to go. Maybe you
2: guys should have let me do drugs last time then.
0: (laughs) In addition, something to keep in mind, spinners are best at hastening a translation trance, uh, reducing the time it takes to actually do the translation down to 10 minutes. Whereas normally without anyone, it would be four. And with anyone other than a spinner hastening, it would be two hours. And then a vector is best at easing a translation, making the acclimation time of basically being in your bodies smoothly uh, in the new recursion. Normally, you would be kind of out of it for about an hour. If anyone else does the easing, it will be knocked down to about 10 minutes. And if a vector does it, it gets knocked down to about one minute, I believe.
2: So... That would be good.
0: If, if you value that, Colin should be the one to initiate with Belle easing and w- either Will or Kenzie hastening. And then the fourth one, just kind of helping, which I believe will reduce the difficulty by a little bit, or I think it add to the role or something.
2: Seeing as I'm the only paradox here with previous intentional translation experience. I will aid in the hastening for this. Pete, try to learn from experience, I suppose.
4: I uh, think we... I did an exercise on it uh, just late last week. Not sure how the real thing would translate, but uh, pun intended. But I'll try my best.
1: All right, everybody. I think I'll lead. Belle, you can uh, help ease us in. And uh, Pete, just relax and follow our lead.
0: So, Colin, you're going to be making a roll, a d20, and it's going to be against level six. That is the difficulty of this check. You're also gonna get a plus one, thanks to Pete being involved, because he's the fourth. It's not a full uh, reduction, but it is a little, little bonus to the roll. And what pool is this? Intellect. Okay, that's what I figured. Be aware that failure does not necessarily mean you don't end up there. It means we roll on a failure table.
1: <laughs> okay. Good to know. Somewhat alarming.
0: <laughs> some of it definitely can be alarming. <laughs> there there are some spooky things on here. <laughs>
1: Fun and good. That's a 10.
0: Okay. We will roll on the table. It's a D100. Let's see what we get. Oh, boy. Okay. You will arrive entirely out of sync. The difficulty of all tasks attempted by the translating characters is increased by two steps for one hour after acclamation. Oh, dear. (laughs) That doesn't sound funky or fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the four of you sit down in the room and you enter this meditative trance that will allow you to first peer into and then enter another world it takes about two hours because you don't have a spinner hastening it you have a paradox hastening it but as time passes the colors in the room start to bleed out of the walls out of your shirts out of your clothing out of your backpack and start to pool and pour downward into the center of the room. It swirls around. You can still see the shapes of things, but the colors are detached. And as time passes, you begin to fall. You begin to tip. And then it feels like your heart starts to jump out of your chest. A sharp pain that twists you inside out with the world around you. And then you land in a forest, dark with moonlight trickling through the bare branches, the wind whistling and sensations beginning to crawl across your bodies. This translation was not an easy one. It was not a smooth one. Your bodies are out of sync, and you can kind of... To your perceptions, you can kind of see your old body as an afterimage. You don't feel quite in yourself. But I would love it if each of you could describe yourselves, if anything in particular has changed. Your old equipment is gone, and your new equipment is here.
2: Maybe you want to describe the place we are a little bit more to make sure that we're all on the same page? Okay before, like, describing changes, right? Like...
0: I can, yeah. You have arrived in the middle of a dense woods. As far as you can see, from your immediate vantage, sitting on the forest floor, there is nothing but trees in all directions. The grass is prickly. It's almost sharp. And I think... Near you is a frayed swing hanging from one of the branches. A wolf howls in the background, and you can feel the swell of magic in the air. This is an ominous place, and you also know that to be lost in these woods is not safe. This is the place where lullabies warn you about. But you also know that somewhere in the middle of this forest is a house. The witch's house. A place that might offer some safety and warmth.
2: Or she'll try to eat us. They do do that. They do be known to eat folk.
1: (laughs) Well, that's usually children, though. So I I think we're safe on that front.
2: Speaking of which, Nav looks way more like a child, even more than usual in this universe. Just like fairy tale ingenue, like maiden or princeling, like a fucking Disney protagonist. They are unbearably cute.
0: What is your focus, if you don't mind me asking?
2: Yes, I'm going to pull it up so that I have it right in front of me. Soars across the sky.
0: Amazing. Oh,
2: Nav can fly. <laughs> That's
0: so cool. Do you have little wings? Are you a fairy, or what's the deal?
2: Oh yeah, Nav is a little fay. They are like a a, a failing, like a like a changeling. Amazing. I love it.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: That that explains the child look, like appearance. They're not any younger. They just are a fairy child,
0: a, a smaller, a smaller being. <laughs> Smaller than they already were.
2: Interesting. Uh, Nav Nav flutters their their little wings, and uh, just just to test it out, hovers a little bit. Ooh, this was going to be very interesting.
0: Uh, I do want you to make a check to attempt to hover because of uh, how out of sync you are with your bodies. How much
2: it sucks, that's fair. Uh, Just... So now flutters their little wings and then jumps up a little and immediately falls into the ground because I got a 7.
0: Okay. Aww. Well, that's I was going to say it's a 2. Okay. So you just so you flutter up and you just barely avoid a tree hitting a tree branch. You catch yourself and steady yourself. Your wings, from what I can tell in this are enough to provide you with lift but not like Full flight type yes. of deal yet. But yeah, uh, you managed to catch yourself and are holding on, and uh, you can attempt to do whatever. If you want to land or whatnot, that's up to you. But you managed to not bonk yourself.
2: Nev does a backflip. <laughs> <Woo! laughs> and then because of the way this works, any momentum I've gained, I just continue for a while. So I probably just do like several backflips before (laughs) focusing on slowing and stopping and just, like, (laughs) sitting on the ground for a couple seconds. I did not mean to flip around that much. I'm capable of being very dizzy in this form. Is that new for you? I don't know. I haven't really tested it that hard. Well, Belle actually looks fairly
3: different. Went from like platinum blonde, pretty pretty clean, like freckles and a uh, nice little braid, to like ragged kind of reddish hair in a like very short kind of boyish uh, style, full on chainmail armor and just a belt made out of it looks like just big giant teeth,
0: oh. and
3: a great sword strapped to her back. Jeez, Sick.
0: I see you slay dragons.
3: <laughs> I do indeed. And God damn it, Dragon Slayers get paid good. <laughs> I spawn in here with 600. <laughs>
1: oh, nice.
3: Like, motherfucker, I am. Uh, d- d- spawn in, like, this is hacks.
0: <laughs> Fat lot of good it's gonna do you. <laughs> I've got 50 bucks. <laughs>
3: yep, it is not gonna help me here. I c- here, let me just throw money at the villain.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: Right.
1: Pete
4: looks. Okay, wait, I should. I should probably have checked this prior. Is there any, like, specific set of mythical creatures we can pick? We'll we'll cut this out, because I I did write something. I'm just realizing, wait, is this legal? I do have a focus, and that is legal. The focus is in the book. Uh,
0: What is the focus? It
4: is Awakens Dreams.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, What is... What are you talking about, then? Well, it
4: seems like everyone else's appearance is actively changed. I assume that I would get to do that as well. yeah. Is that, like, something in the book? Is
0: Oh, uh, so this this recursion is one that I made. So as far as, like, species, I guess, is what you're looking for, right? Mm, yeah, like, Nav got
4: sores through the sky, so it became a fairy. I was thinking, like, since Awakens dreams, I didn't really want to do, like, a shaman-type thing, so I was kind of thinking almost like a djinn of some sort, like a... Uh, Either that or, like, a full-on Robin Hood bard with, like, a lute and all of that.
0: Oh, that's fun. Because So, I will say that this particular recursion is somewhat more human-centric. It, it, you can kind of feel that it is a relatively small recursion. I see. It is a, a human-humanoid... The fae thing is, like, it's, it's still in kind of the same realm, you know? I think Jin might be a little too far. This is drawing from fairy tales and particularly from witches and kind of Hansel and Gretel type of stuff. I uh, see. but with a little bit more, you know, a little bit more wiggle room.
2: So definitely a fancy bard with puffy puffy pantaloons and a lyre. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
4: No, that, that that was my second choice and I think I'm thinking I'm going to go with that. Uh, that
0: sounds amazing.
4: So Pete looks mostly the same has notably like grown a couple inches taller. He's wearing he's wearing like very pointy shoes it's very kind of puffy striped pants where like overalls and kind of a, a little kind of light green cape cloak looking thing and he was he kind of examines himself and then, reaches for where his backpack is because he feels something's still attached to it and pulls out, like, this just pulls out a liar. Is he allowed to know how to play this? Yes. Amazing.
0: Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. It's not quite in the, you know, focus, but I think being half-decent at the liar makes sense, given that you are, like, a dream bard. Something else you find, though, is a piece of Tupperware, and a soft bristled brush.
2: (laughs) That's very strange. (laughs) Those should not be here. We need to have the doctor looked over that as soon as we get home.
4: Huh. I thought... I mean, I brought him into a... Like, he would have brought them into the room. He probably would have, like, set them them down somewhere. Originally with more purpose, but at some point within, like, the seventy-second minute of our uh, two-hour long fever dream it probably would have escaped his mind and he's kind of like begins to like play a few notes in his lyre and you can kind of see almost like something seems to warp around him but then he kind of stops because and pulls out that aforementioned brush and is just like wait. That's still here. I mean, I I wanted to bring
0: it, but I. I thought it would. It does
4: it look? Is it just actual Tupperware still? Nothing has changed about it.
0: Nothing has changed. It shouldn't be here. It doesn't fit this place. This is weird. This... Everybody knows this is weird.
2: <laughs> I would recommend keeping the those somewhere hidden on your person, and we are definitely getting them looked at when we get back.
4: The, the janitor gave them the he does work here right this this is I don't want to throw him under the bus but huh
1: the caretaker oh yeah he works at the estate this, this is his hey. he caretakes he takes care of the facilities
4: does Does he do anything else
1: apparently
2: I'm... he gives you cryptic gifts
1: he empties the garbage he mops the floor I don't know what to tell you
2: Sometimes I see him staring out into the distance as if he's thinking of deeper things. don't we all well exactly I just chalked that up to standard level depression
4: well, uh, <laughs> if there's anywhere on what the fuck? if there's anywhere on Pete's person that he can stash these things I mean from what you told me they weren't very big yeah, you can put it in a bag
2: put them in your puffy pants <laughs> <laughs>
0: just... you probably have pockets for days. hell yeah all right, we'll stuff them in. One no, the in the puffy and, pants. And, yeah, in the puffy pants. <laughs> They're super deep. They can fit like mm-hmm. ten calculators. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why
3: are calculators the metric here?
0: What this measurement system. Uh, one from Tumblr back in the ancient days. <laughs>
2: here I was just thinking you had some tragic backstory about math class and all of the other kids picking on you. <laughs> now it doesn't have that tragic backstory element, but you'd think given their fascination with everything. <laughs> Didn't get along well in elementary school.
4: You'll shelve them and grumble slightly just, man, we to ruin the moment.
2: I'm so very frustrated that I do not have any ability to take notes on this right now.
4: And I had a whole set piece performed, but then I <laughs> kneecapped it because I first needed to uh forgot, realize there were questions I was going to ask before session, and then also that I apparently still have a bris- a Tupperware container. <laughs>
1: Uh, Colin, I think you're the last to. Yes. Colin is exactly the. St- no. No, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Colin is dressed like a monk or like a wandering priest. Uh, the focus I have taken is works miracles. Ooh. Oh, shit. oh. You manipulate matter and time to help others, and you are beloved by everyone you encounter. Uh, so he is a healer in this recursion. Sweet.
2: That's awesome. Nav is a, a little bit, like, thrown off seeing Colin in, like, church garb and is is not standing comfortably near them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guys, it's me.
3: Uh, okay, like, logically, I know that's correct, but also, like, goddamn, that does not seem like you.
4: <laughs> I mean, just. None of us seem like us. Everything seems different, so I guess that might make sense. It didn't really strike you as a religious sort. Oh, it's the I... shaved
1: head, isn't it? That's what's throwing everybody off. I knew it.
3: <laughs> Among other things, I think. I, I think there's a lot more going on. its You look like you're wearing about six different rucksacks.
1: <laughs> well, I got my, uh, let's see, what's in here? This is... Um... Yeah, just like general camping stuff. Um, this one's a healing kit. Looks like I got some bandages, uh, the poultice of some kind, and, um... Ooh, a dagger!
2: I also have a dagger! You know... <laughs> pulled out their dagger. You know the word poultice.
1: Do you not?
4: Everyone knows what a poultice is.
3: Do I look like the sort of person who knows what a poultice is?
4: But that's... they Damn it, I can't even make a joke. I don't know what a poultice is. (laughs) fuck.
3: (laughs) Good slap on the shoulder. Neither do I. Look it up. (laughs) We're doing good for ourselves. We don't need to know what a fucking poultice is. I
2: do, though. I think I'm going to get a lay of the land.
0: A lone wolf begins to howl in the distance.
2: Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, this
3: place is creepy as fuck. We should probably keep moving.
0: More wolves howl in a, in answer. Oh
2: boy, Nav is gonna attempt to hover as high as they can to get like a sense of the layout, so that I can get us going in the right direction.
1: Colin crosses himself instinctually.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and at that exact moment, Nav floats away. <laughs> <laughs> I, sh- I should probably have to roll for it, though.
0: Yeah, because I did have you roll earlier. Y'all are kind of out of sync with your bodies. Things I got are gonna a, be a 20, little bit- though. Okay.
2: Yo! So you managed to f-
0: float way up into the sky, or up into the air. Uh, I don't know how high you can go, but...
2: As high as I want.
0: <laughs> oh, sweet. That's cool.
2: It's very specifically, height's not the limiting factor, it's speed.
0: Cool. That's awesome. Okay. So you fly up. Manage to kind of dash between the branches, and you float up above the treetops. Uh, make a navigation
1: roll.
2: Heck yeah! <laughs> I have that. I have a skills in that navigation.
1: What do your elf eyes see?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're going to have an asset on the roll, but the difficulty of the roll is also modified by two. So, let's see, uh, spooky forest. Did I already? I wrote this down. So level four, it'll be increased to level five.
2: And then what do I get for, the, for having the skill?
0: Reduced by one.
2: Okay, cool.
0: So to four. And if you want to spend effort on it, you can.
2: I got an 11.
0: Four times three is 12.
2: Can I still spend effort?
0: You got to spend effort first. Yeah. Damn it, but I, I will do. let you do it this time. Okay, because you don't understand the rules of the game yet.
2: Uh, yeah, I really didn't know. I will be by very three. kind. That like that was the factor that I didn't. Thank know. you, God. Yeah, Thank it you reduces God.
0: it reduces the difficulty by three.
2: I bunk my head on a tree branch as punishment.
0: <laughs> so go ahead and spend your uh, three points reduced by edge. I think for intellect. Make sure you're also spending your speed point for f- flying. Okay. Cool. You look around, and you can see, just off in the distance, smoke. A a thin plume of it kind of floating up in front of the very large moon. The moon is much closer here than you would expect it to be on Earth. But it very nicely backlights the like chimney smoke. In the distance, it'll be a bit of a hike. But there are trees... There are quite a few trees in the way, but you can see off to the left a bit that there is a bit of a thinning. Like maybe there's a path on the way and you could you can lead your friends to it.
2: All right, I'm gonna drop down and, and tell everybody what I saw and suggest that we head towards the spot where it's a little less thickly groved and where maybe... There isn't as many fucking wolves, hopefully. Nav doesn't say fuck, though.
3: First off, that moon is fucking massive. Absolutely we're gonna run into werewolves. My warning, absolutely right now, everybody, make sure that if you have gloves, put them on. Those fuckers will eat a pinky faster than you can blink.
2: Duly noted. I seem to be wearing something reminiscent of Peter Pan, and so I don't think I'm terribly well-suited for that kind of an endeavor.
4: Good to say that um, Pete is wearing, like, these fingerless gloves and is suddenly very concerned. <laughs> my fingers are exposed.
1: <laughs> Colin slowly slides his hands into his sleeves.
3: <laughs> I've made everyone stressed about the pinkies. For good reason.
1: Okay, Nav.
3: Hide your pinkies, Keith.
1: Did you see anything up there?
2: Primarily what I saw of interest is a plume of smoke, one that appears to be domestic coming down from, and I nav points in the correct direction. However, the trees are rather thick through that pathway. I believe if we take our path a little bit leftwards of that, we should be able to find something resembling a path.
1: Good work. You're quite the navigator. (laughs) Nice. Nav, navigator. Uh, <laughs> wow.
2: Well, um... Yes, let's go. All right. Nav can, like immediately fucking
4: starts walking. Pete will give a sympathetic little trill on his lyre. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're going on a road trip, a road trip, a road trip. We're going <laughs> trip through the scary woods.
0: All right. You walk through these dark woods and you can hear wolves howling closer. You can hear movement in the underbrush. As you're walking you see markings in the trees, scratches. And then you find, as you are walking towards the uh, where you think a path might be there is a small Space in the trees, not really a clearing, but it is the trees are slightly wider here and squeaking there is a old, rusty park merry-go-round slowly spinning.
1: I saw that. I saw that in the vision.
2: Then we're on the right track.
3: Alrighty. Anxiously, Belle kind of like has a hand on the great sword handle, just ready to yank it out at it any second.
0: You walk on, and you pass bottles hanging from trees, from a branch. As you are continuing to walk, and the wolves howl closer, you see a shredded mattress, dirty, half buried in the, in the ground. And then Nav... Make a level two speed check um, to avoid tripping, which will actually be increased to level four because of being out of sync.
2: Uh, Nav falls flat on their face. I got a seven. (laughs) Okay.
0: You trip and fall on the ground, and you look back at what tripped you, and it's not a tree root. On the ground...
2: It's a human arm!
0: Half buried is a... Silver spyglass with golden filigree on it, kind of astronomical symbols.
2: Nav reaches out and and picks it up and brushes it off and examines it a little more closely.
0: The spyglass was very clearly once beautiful, and the astronomical symbols are not... Constellations you recognize from Earth.
2: Are they constellations I recognize from somewhere else?
0: You do recognize these constellations. This spyglass is dirty, but you know it well.
2: Nav looks absolutely just kind of dumbfounded, just, like, absolutely flabbergasted. How is th- this here? This does not make sense to be here. What doesn't make sense to be
4: <sighs> everything alright?
2: You, you alright there, Nav? Nav, uh, tucks the spyglass into their, you know, their belt with, you know, their dagger and the little stuff they brought with them here, and stands up and brushes themselves off and says, I have just found something else that does not belong in this recursion. I wonder, I think there's more to this than we initially thought.
0: Hmm. Uh,
3: uh, Alright, mind adding a little more context here for us, Nav?
2: Nav pulls out the spyglass and uh, kind of full- stretches it out to its full length and, you know, twists it around a bit. This, as you can see, the constellations here, they're not the stars from this recursion. And they're not the stars from Earth, so it's not something of ours. They're from another place that I have been. I recognize them as such. Regardless, it shouldn't be here, and that's the more important issue at hand. Alright, uh... We should keep going, before we get eaten.
3: Oh... This... I have questions,
4: but, uh, okay.
3: Belle does, like, stall for just a, a moment, kind of glancing around, seeing if there's anything else kind of obvious or out of place.
0: Make a perception check. Uh, level... <sighs> Uh, level three up to five.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, fifteen.
0: That is exactly enough. Incredible. You see a bush shake, and then you see eyes glinting in the moonlight.
3: Fucking yanking my greatsword off my back. <laughs> Heads up.
2: Nev pulls out
0: their dagger, and at your quick movements, a wolf surges forward out of the <clears throat> brush. And you can hear more wolves circling around, closing in. They are right on top of you. I think we can, if you would like, we can enter a sort of initiative, combative. I'm fine with just y'all going first because uh, you saw it.
2: We did. We did get a jump on them. Do we want one of our heavier attackers to to start first?
3: Yeah, I can, I can take the first hit. I'll smack this fucking wolf that just popped out. Swing my great sword at this bitch.
0: All right. Make an attack roll. It would be level two. It's going up to four because you're out of sync.
3: Ah, fuck you. This is my one thing. 19.
0: Amazing. That's a minor effect how does this work if you can have it be some kind of combative extra you can also have it just be three extra damage in combat 17 through 20 have damage bonuses one through four respectively if you want Real them
3: quick this is my weird question but is this uh, uh is this thing is like a weird regular wolf or is it just like bigger or anything this is a
0: regular wolf but its teeth are bared its fur is patchy it this is the kind of wolf that preys on children in the stories of of people, but it is not a werewolf.
3: Don't fucking test me. That shit. This fucker's obviously a werewolf. I, I refute. I reject your reality and I substitute my own. Uh, my greatsword does six plus. I do one extra damage. So that's pretty sick. Otherwise, I just for the effect. I guess it just stays focused on me.
0: You can you can have it be that if you would like. Yeah. Okay.
3: I'd like this fucker to be attacking me and not my friends.
0: Well, (laughs) kind of impressively, actually, this wolf jumped at you and you brought your great sword up and you cut it in half.
1: Oh,
2: (laughs) fuck. It's not focused on much anything anymore. (laughs) Let's fucking go.
1: Jesus, Mary and Joseph.
2: (laughs) Circle up, fuckers. Nav, like, circles up immediately behind Belle. (laughs) like you don't have to tell them twice that was extremely (laughs) impressive (laughs) (laughs) i love being the brawler bitches
0: more wolves are clear in the underbrush but they you can see a flicker of perhaps fear but they they continue forward there are five more stepping out from behind the trees prowling forward slowly what else do people want to do
3: this isn't like a notable action or anything. I just scream at them.
4: <laughs> all right, let me see how, to what extent I can do this. But all right, when the scream happens, um, Pete is going to kind of without thinking do a little diddin dramatic chord on his lyre, <laughs> and as kind of almost a puff of smoke starts to form around. Bell slowly condensing into what looks like pretty convincingly like a direwolf manifested Whoa. from the corpse of the uh, of the bisected wolf that um, our good friend has recently se- severed.
2: Is it a full direwolf or is it a half direwolf?
4: No, no, no. Ho- Actually, just half, half. direwolf, but like. But it looks like there's been a massive scar down its midsection, like exactly where it has been cut. And it is going to slowly walk towards the other wolves. And it is going to make a very loud sort of... Wolves don't really... It'll probably be a howl because wolves don't really make any other louder noises. They bark. Wolves don't bark. (laughs) Pete knows this. He
3: researched them. Ah, uh, they yipping, they yippin' shit. They're basically dogs.
2: They are dogs. Like if we're talking on a species level, wolves are dogs. They, yes. But like
4: barking is specifically an, an evolutionary trait that dogs did to communicate with us. That's wolves do not bark in their natural habitat.
3: They yip though. They they do have vocal communications in that form.
4: That yeah, they do. That that is true. They probably would not bark.
3: They're probably not yipping in this scenario. <laughs> That's a bit more of a happy sound. There's a
0: lot of growling and snarling right now. Yes. So we're gonna do that because this is
4: Dreamcraft. It uh it costs me one intellect point and an action to and an action to initiate. It will break if any of the wolves attack this thing. Or try to engage it in conversation
0: <laughs> for more than a couple of rounds. <laughs>
2: Let's see if the wolves try to talk at it, I guess.
0: Uh, go ahead and make an intimidation check sounds good this is going to be level four that is including the desynchronization
4: dang it wait no that's good 14 that works actually
0: that is enough yeah your wolf snarls and roars at them and these wolves back up they're going to prowl but they're not going to attack at the moment they are they're watching they're wary so you have you've have clearly bought yourselves some time. But we still have two more people f- to act if you want.
2: Colin, did you have anything you wanted to do? You took my pencil, so I assume yes.
1: Oh, I was doing do some character stuff. Well, I was waiting, but no. Um I don't really have much I can
0: do. <laughs> You're such a social uh... character. <laughs>
4: <laughs> We're just a bunch of utility bitches and then one very hard-hitting lady with a great sword.
1: <laughs> I, I will ready myself to defend if a wolf gets close enough. So I'll draw my dagger.
2: Are there any like rocks or It's a
0: forest. There's plenty of rocks. There's okay. rocks, there's trees. <laughs>
2: I was going to say specifically like near where the wolves are coming from.
0: Uh, the wolves are practically in bushes or like near bushes and trees. Like, yeah, there's there's leaves on the ground. D- whatever. <laughs> I know what you want. It's going to be fine.
2: I'm just going to shatter something because that's the only thing I can do that's vaguely useful in this situation. <laughs> and it might scare the wolves off or at least it might bother one of them mildly.
0: Okay.
2: So that costs me a couple intellect points. I can blow things up with my brain. I haven't actually gotten to do that yet. It's great. well uh, look at you guys with abilities that make you cost, the,
3: that like have costs and things. I just smack yeah, things. You help. do
0: have bash, but... Uh, <laughs>
3: if you, I have bash and opportunist. I'm really good at smacking things, but neither of them take... Like the bash takes a might point. That is the only thing I have in my entire arsenal that
2: costs anything to
0: do. Yeah, and it costs you nothing because you have one might edge.
2: Anyways... Uh, I'm just going to explode like the nearest rock to the wolves, I guess, if I can do that. Rock seems better than leaf.
0: If you would like. So this is an area of effect attack. Uh, It functions a little bit weirdly. Something that when you make an attack roll, you can spend extra effort to reduce the difficulty. You can also instead spend extra effort to increase the damage. On a direct attack, it would be by three. On an area attack, it's by two because it's hitting multiple targets. It will be a difficulty four to hit creatures in the area if you want to spend extra effort, to, and it would deal one point of damage um, at a baseline. But you could boost that to three if you want to by spending extra effort, or I'm providing uh, how game work.
2: I think I'm just going to just try it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I don't think I've got that much effort right now. Oh, I got 20.
0: Oh, oh.
2: oh, boy. Does that mean I get a bonus?
0: This is a crit. This is a major effect. Um, something very good happens. Alternatively, you can have it deal four extra damage.
2: I think I would just like the wolves to be freaked out.
0: <laughs>
4: Take okay. out a fucking tree is my vote. Yeah,
2: or... <laughs> Yeah, it, like, the rock hits the next tree in a way that it knocks the whole damn thing over, spooking the wolves. Okay. I accidentally created an axe.
0: <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you you shatter, you see a rock on the ground, and you focus on it, and you're a paradox. You're in a new recursion with magic. Do you cast some kind of spell? Um, what does this look like? Typically, these things change when you translate.
2: So I think Nev would be like pointing their fingers out at at the rock that like slowly raises into the air in like a slight mystical glow and then just fucking explodes.
0: It explodes in a direction that normally these things are a bit, you know, boom, rock explodes. This one explodes with extra force and the rock explode out and slam into a a nearby tree, not one of the big, massive oaks, but certainly one that has been around for a bit, and it begins to tip over, um, making a bunch of crashing sounds, and the wolves scatter. They are ducking away. They're not interested in being crushed under a tree. The tree does manage to stop. It gets caught on another tree, and the area is, for the moment, silent.
3: Yay! Holy shit, Nav, that was rad
2: as fuck! Yes, I can blow things up with my mind, it's quite impressive. I'll say.
3: Yeah, Fuck yeah it was! Can
4: I do that? I don't... I mean... You can learn. the The wolf was cool, but that was, like, cool.
2: Nav looks very pleased with themselves.
4: Theoretically, like... I should probably check. It says that I get to come with a weapon, my class, because otherwise it doesn't really do the damage. Does it get to be a bow? Like, does Pete need to know how to operate a bow? Because obviously Pete could stab something with a pointy stick just fine, and I was thinking of giving him a rapier, but...
0: One weapon of your choice. So you are a paradox, so you're only trained with light weapons. Basically, if you were to use a medium or heavy weapon, you would face penalties. Oh shoot up. Bows not light weapons? I don't know. I'm trying to pull it up. Club, dagger, saber, short short bow. Yeah, you can have a short bow. Sweet. It's not a and long one.
4: I guess I just wrote bow instead of short bow because I was feeling lazy, but um I just wanted to check like Pete does not need any prior basis in archery to be able to do
0: this. No. Translating changes your body, but it also subtly changes your mind a little bit you have skills that you didn't have before and you have and sometimes you lose skills that you did have before that were more relevant in another place you have knowledge that fits this place more than where you once were so yes you know how to use a bow nice. for example
2: nav no longer knows how to tie their shoes i no longer
3: had to know how to break into computers
2: that makes sense Yeah.
4: (laughs) There is a vast gaping hole in Pete's psyche where years of of retail instinct used to be.
0: Oh, God.
2: Amazing.
3: (laughs) Four years of experience deleted from the resume and the brain.
2: Man, I would take that.
3: In a heartbeat. Endless,
2: eternal sunshine of the spotless mind my ass from all my retail experiences. (laughs) I'll take that. Anyways... Uh, I I made the wolves go away with my incredible ability to explode things with my brain. Yeah, and yeah, that was dope as shit. You know,
0: a, a dire wolf y- yelling at them and then a thing exploding—definitely, you know, it's
2: a good
3: combo. That, that helps.
0: Good, good combo right there. Spooking them off. Nice.
3: I chopped a wolf in half.
0: <laughs> you did chop a wolf. in Yeah, half. and also us literally murdering the alpha
4: probably helped. <laughs> We turned him into two alphas, but they're, they're smaller, dead.
2: Too bad we can't think anything back with us. A wolf pelt of this size would be fairly valuable.
0: Multi alpha drifting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, if we if
3: we're staying here for more than like uh, a few hours or something, we can absolutely get a bit of money
2: off of this shit. Like, <laughs> Belle, do you know how to quickly remove the pelt fur from an animal's pelt? Considering I. ...weirdly know how
3: to skin a dragon, I think I could probably figure it out.
2: Should we skin the wolf?
3: You know, it's- it's kind of split in half, though. That kind of reduces the value. And
2: if
4: we don't really have anywhere better to be, I, what are we doing?
2: We're going towards the smoke.
4: Uh... How- I guess, how long would this take?
3: I mean, that th- that's not a short process, that- that's like an hour minimum, and that's if it's like really easy, and I split the fucker in half, so I don't think it'd be easy.
2: Never mind, we should continue on our way then.
0: Yeah, especially considering that you are still kind of shaking, because your body is not quite yours yet.
2: Man, it hasn't been an hour yet.
0: Um, I think you're probably getting up uh, up there now. I guess.
2: I lop off
3: a I lop off a big ass fucking claw though. Okay. Want a memento from this shit.
0: Jeez. Okay.
3: I'm a demented motherfucker. Let's go.
0: You continue on your way, you leave the wolf corpse on the ground. And as you are walking away, you can hear those that howling again. And then you can hear some thrashing from where that that area again. It sounds pretty pretty gross. You continue onward.
3: Hunger
2: wolves don't give a shit what they eat.
0: Yeah. This recursion is uh, a little spooky.
2: A little a little bit, maybe. Teeny tiny. Yeah, bit. A
3: little spooky. <laughs> Didn't get that Lex.
2: <laughs> Lex Luther.
0: Just a bit spook. <laughs> you continue walking and the you know, Nav that you're going in the right direction because didn't you roll a nat 20?
2: I did. I rolled really well on my navigation check because, you know.
0: You are not losing this where, where you are going, um, but the trees are getting closer. The branches are getting more twisted and um, looming. And then you come across a well. It is a simple stone well, but, oh God, uh, go ahead and all of you, can hear what sound like whispers coming from the well. All of you make a level two up to uh, no we're gonna I think enough time has passed. Uh, make a level two intellect defense task to kind of shake off the urge to jump in.
3: Oh boy I
4: right, well Pete That's fails a seven Pete gets a two. <laughs> uh,
2: no! I got a nine so I'm okay. Eleven. So everybody except for Pete.
4: (laughs) I mean, my rolls were too good. This is is only fair. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's fair. All of you come upon this well. It is simple. It is just rocks. It has the bucket hanging from the roof thing. But the whispers call to you. And it's hard to hear what they're saying. And you find yourself sort of... Stepping closer to, to hear. You want to understand what's being said. And then you kind of find yourself leaning over it and are about halfway in. Does anyone stop him?
3: Yes, yes. absolutely. Grab like, him. Pete, what the fuck? Grabbing him around the waist and just yanking him backward.
0: And Pete, you are now aware of yourself. You've you you kind of didn't even know that you had wandered halfway into a well, but now you know. You are aware. Whoa, well, well, what?
1: What was I doing? You just about threw yourself in a well. That doesn't...
3: We do not have time for a Lassie-esque fucking side trip here, man. I mean,
2: I can fly. I probably could have gotten him out. I thought...
3: I don't... This is fucking creepy enchanted well shit. That You ever seen a well end well?
1: For all we know, it's bottomless. Are we sure it's not
4: important? I thought I heard it talking to me. I didn't mean to jump in it, but I just... It was trying to tell me something. I was sure of
3: it. Sometimes things are just like that somewhere. It could be important, but it could just be another creepy fucking thing in some creepy fucking woods. Especially
2: given that this is the recursion that we know the Pied Piper originates in, or at least suspect as much, and this doesn't sound that dissimilar from how Belle and Colin experienced the manipulation of that gentleman.
4: Yeah, I... Guess that's right. Uh, well, thanks for the save. Uh, not good with cramped spaces. I probably wouldn't have been having all that much fun.
3: Maybe not, Pete
4: Peter's going to take a couple steps back, so where to now?
2: Nev? I suppose we continue onwards? I would normally offer earplugs at this point, but I don't have them anymore. And, I mean, I mean we're gonna keep going, if we can. Yeah,
3: keep following this path wherever it leads.
0: You begin to walk back towards where you know there must be a path. You can see sitting next to the well is a a stuffed yellow bear in a red shirt, leaning against the well. It's very ragged and and dirty.
2: Uh, Nav is gonna look at the look, get a closer look.
0: Like kneel down and get, get, take a look at the bear. It is a toy. One that is very recognizable from Earth, you know. Everybody knows the bear. For legal reasons, I'm not saying its name.
2: If the bear is public domain. <laughs> you do know this, right?
0: I
1: didn't know that. It's Winnie the Pooh.
2: Winnie the mm-hmm. Pooh, local hero. Yes, local hero. <laughs> what? We're from Winnipeg.
1: Literally named after the city of Winnipeg. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. It's Winnie. Oh, amazing. I did not
2: know Winnie that. Peg. Damn. Winnipeg the bear.
0: This Winnie the Pooh. It's a very small one. It's about you know two hands or so sized. See, it's clearly seen better days.
2: Uh, Nav's going to pick up the bear and show it to the others and say, What do you think the odds are that this bear originated in this recursion or is another misplaced toy?
3: I think the odds are pretty solid for it.
1: I'm not a betting man, but I would say, yeah, that's probably from Earth.
3: Oh, I'm absolutely a fucking gambler. That's how I ended up in half my life situations, and yeah, that shit's from Earth. (laughs) I don't think, a weirdly stoned-out bear is a pretty common thing in most recursions.
2: I mean, bears are quite common. That is, the seemingly large predators are pretty consistent across any recursion related to humanity, at least.
3: Yeah, but, like, really stoned-out bears who like honey and wear a red shirt, that's a bit more specific.
2: Does anybody want the bear? Bear? Like, it, it's
0: it's a, it's Winnie the Pooh. It's a Winnie the Pooh it's doll. It's a teddy
2: bear. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> right Nav goes Pete the Teddy Bear.
4: I am going to name you Rufus. Yes, that's a good name.
0: <laughs> oh God, that is a good name. He hasn't seen him.
1: He doesn't
4: know Winnie the Pooh is. You're a weird child. <laughs> you
1: don't know Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> that's
0: the so second
2: largest brand after mickey mouse
0: i'm gonna have a great time when like writing your family
2: But rufus bear is another famous bear
1: <laughs> pete we seriously need to sit you down and show you some movies when we get back
4: yeah i've, I've given you a lot to work with.
2: <laughs> okay we're gonna keep going we have a teddy bear now i guess it's a party member
0: his name is Rufus. <laughs>
2: His name is Rufus. Rufus has joined Rufus the party.
0: The the Pooh. Do
2: do 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 Rufus bear.
0: You continue walking past the well, and then you there is a break in the trees, and there is a path. A simple, kind of dusty clearly just a, a well walked path through the forest, but there are no trees around. And as soon as you step out into the path, The trees look so much less threatening. The moon above seems less looming. The hooting of the owls feel a little bit more friendly. And you walk through the forest, uh, along this forest path, without any further issues. there, There are wolves who howl in the distance, and it's kind of pretty. And then as you walk down this path, it ends at a house with a yard, a garden, made of candy canes and jelly bean bushes. The house itself looks like it's grown from trees merged and mingling with, with gingerbread and wood and Pop-Tarts on the sides and spun candy glass. Welcome to the witch's house.
2: Oh, I look far too much like a child in this recursion to go in there.
0: Encrypted dead drop of Agent Gautier with Agents Buxton and Kadat. Why can't I do the recording? Because you can't be trusted with the mic. After lengthy negotiations with Yabel Resh, we have determined that our best lead on the IGS lies with one Beau Berteau. Unfortunately, as of a few days ago, he's dead. Dude was ancient... Fortunately, after some light morgue visitation, we found evidence that memories were removed some 40 years ago. Neutrally, based on the techniques used to remove them and the propensity for Rookians to keep secrets rather than destroy them, they are most likely stored in an ultra-secure facility called the Encephalacome.
1: It's like a literal brain
0: bank. More like a crypt or library. We're gonna do a heist. As Agent Buxton said... Our next goal is to retrieve the memories of Beau Berteau from the Encephalocomb. Igor, this is the brain of Abby Noormal. <laughs> Dork. For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceWeavePod. Colin Thulis is played by Nathan Eastrum, who can be found on Twitter at BurtNerdTram. Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrum, who can be found on Twitter at Kenzie Phoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex or on Facebook at Creative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. The logo for DiceWeave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Alison M. Healy-Illustrator. The role-playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games' The Strange, an official setting of the cipher system, with additional world-building by the cast of Diceweave.
1: Is this real? And we're done. Okay, next session, I'm plucking a jelly bean.
3: No, not the beans! God damn it! <laughs> Have you learned nothing from fairy tales? Have you learned nothing from Into the Woods specifically <laughs> beans. <laughs> beans? Nothing but be
1: Okay, fair enough. I'll rethink that maybe. <laughs> Take
3: the beans again. <laughs> the boom